0: Everybody, Andrea here. Welcome back to another episode of the Bind. So, in our last session, we talked about uh, that idea of there's the difference between the two compasses, one of fear and one of trust. And as I've been reflecting on that, I wanted to go into that. I don't know why this just seemed like a funny story uh, to tell in relation to the Trust Compass, and it's it's a fairly light story. You're going to hear it and think I sound preposterous, uh, and that's completely okay. As I've been reflecting on my last podcast, it really made me think of a couple of months ago, I purchased a couch for for the den in the family room. And actually, I didn't just purchase a couch for, for the den. I had the entire den redone, so I wanted new walls, I wanted to paint the the trim and I wanted to replace the floors and then in my mind I just got this idea that I wanted this space that was designed completely to my heart's desire with the hope that that space would provide just something really special For me, a sacred space. So call it my man cave, if you will. But I just dreamed up that this would be a very comforting space where our family could hang out and uh, just feel really, really good which is probably just something that i was needing in the midst of a pandemic where you're feeling so isolated and confined and there's um you have to try harder to find the joys in life anyway as part of this remodel this um this facelift for this room in our house gosh i just noticed within myself that when i get the opportunity to make something completely to my liking that can be extremely hard for me and and a lot of self doubt gets planted in that moment so you know, I watch on, on the HGTV shows, and it just seems like the designers for these places, they just feel so confident and good about the choices they're making. And, uh, you know, the, these floors will go with these walls, and this color is going to provoke this kind of emotion. And, and for me, I do this stutter thing where whenever I do any sort of renovation project, I'm like, OK, I think that's going to work. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if that is actually going to match that. Um, I have many a times had to paint a wall not once but twice because I assumed one color would work, ended up hating it and had to start back at square one and repaint it. And and so that it's like those little things like paint, it's not such a big deal. You're only out $30 or so if, if you don't like a color, depending on your room size. But, you know, those bigger decisions, like when you're talking about putting down flooring and uh, when you're talking about painting trim and uh, picking out furniture, it, those, those feel bigger because there's a bigger investment of your money. Uh, into into getting what you think you want. As a result of wanting this room to be tailored completely to my needs, I had to fight with the self-doubt, which... Self-doubt definitely feeds the fear compass that we talked about in the last session. And so to to heal the self-doubt, I had to lean into my trust of myself and my ability to make good judgments on things like that. In this case, it's interior design. And, you know, like, I don't I don't think my style is for everybody, but I trust that my style is the right style for me. And it aligns with the rest of the family as well. Well, the kids, they're, they're kids. They don't care. I mean, they, they might have a say in like what they want their bedrooms to look like, but to them as long as their their space feels safe to them um they're they're fairly impartial for the most part but jeff and i you know we're we're doing life together so i want him to feel good in in the space as well you're just thinking about so many people which is another thing that can plant doubt like oh is this too much of me and not enough of everybody else and that's another thing that just fuels that that fear compass and so i wanted to talk to you all about the journey that i had Uh, In my mind, I just have this vision and uh, I've never really been a sectional person, not because I don't think sectionals are lovely. They just don't tend to be conducive furniture for the types of spaces that I have in my home. So for the most part, I've always steered away from sectionals because they seemed too limiting. But I finally got to a place where when I got the feeling that it was time to update the den... I just had a sectional on my heart, and I don't know why. Uh, it's probably because I've been spending too many hours on Pinterest before bedtime. I just want this beautiful white sectional. I think that my self-doubt was telling me, oh, hey, go towards something safer, like lean to like a gray neutral piece of furniture but i had this very specific look that's like existing for me that's giving me a feeling inside of my body that i'm aiming for getting and and there's always the the potential that disappointment's going to happen when we do that when we let our bodies get excited for something that we're doing it's kind of like in my younger days i would wait and wait for a new cell phone to arrive in the mail and be so excited about the new cell phone. And then lo and behold, after a short amount of time, like it just becomes another piece of furniture because it's really just a part of my life that's integrated into my day-to-day routine. I just put too much hope in what the cell phone was going to do for me. But yet, like I love the opportunity to have something to look forward to. And I think that that's what I'm banking on as I'm still in the midst of this renovation project for my den. I went into a store. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty simple person. I like things that offer ease to me. So if I have go-to places, so if I'm shopping for furniture, I'm going to be a very simple person. I'm, I'm going to go to the Ashley Furnitures of the world and other predictable places where I can look for something similar to what's existing in my mind. Well, where I live, right next door to Ashley Furniture is another furniture store and I went in there and I saw this beautiful sectional and it really spoke to me. And then, of course, I included Jeff in the decision-making process and he loved the sectional too, but then he sat in it. And you got to understand, my husband, uh, if you've ever gotten on my website, thebindpodcast.com, you'll you'll see Jeff. He And I don't know if there's photos of him standing up, but in the photos, you'll notice he's a very thin man, but he's not just thin, he's also tall. And so as he sat in this couch, it looked like, I mean, it was just hilarious because he's sitting in the couch and I am desiring so badly for this sectional to work out because I think it's gorgeous. And he sits down in it and essentially he looks like a dwarf in this couch because it was such a, um, it was such a big piece of furniture and the den is not large. I think our den is like maybe 12 by 13. Uh, So not a big space at all, but my fantasy was telling me this is the couch I got to have. And so he goes there and he gives me this reality check and he's like, Andrea, I'm 6'4". I can't even put my feet on the ground this is not, it's a beautiful couch, but it's not a comfortable couch. And so what are you going for? Are you going for something that people can look at and admire? Or are you going for a space that people want to sit in and, um, and feel comfortable? And furthermore, it's going to go into a small space. So even though on this showroom floor, it looks perfect, that's because it's your scale Is far different. And so you need to think about that. And I was just frustrated. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just feel so confused now. I thought that I had made the choice I needed to make. And now I feel like I'm right back to square one. And now that fear compass is taking over. I'm getting a pit in my stomach. It's a couch. So it's a big purchase. Uh, Am I going to make the right decision? Am I going to make the wrong decision? The sales representative came over and they're like, well, here's the sister to to that particular sectional it's smaller in scale and it comes from the same manufacturer I looked at it and I just saw the way the cushions were and I saw the color of the couch and and I was just like no this this isn't gonna work for me I, I don't like this one I, I had this one in my mind and that's not gonna work and now I just feel like I have to scrap all of this and I feel deflated let's not even let's not even redecorate the den it's I'm just overwhelmed at this point and so I went Home that evening, and I really do like. Uh, this probably sounds very politically incorrect, but I swear to you, Pinterest is—it's like somebody's equivalent to a porn addiction because it's the thing I go to to like numb out. But I go on Pinterest, and I'm looking at pieces of furniture from that manufacturer, and they—they they just pull these things up on Pinterest. You can look at them. I got to thinking to myself, like, oh, at this particular furniture store, I can actually make choices. And so maybe maybe I didn't ask enough questions. Maybe I'm a person who tends to settle in the comfort of decisions being made for me that I didn't realize that I have the power to sometimes ask more questions to see if perhaps I can take the reins in my own hands and have a little bit more say-so in in my situations of my life. If you were my husband... What Jeff would say right now, as far as I'm concerned with like picking out furniture or picking out a piece of clothing is if he ever comes shopping with me, which is fairly rare because I, not because he wouldn't, but because I tend to not put him through that. um, But he would say, Andrea waits until something speaks to her. And that is so true. I I really, especially something like furniture, I just wanted to speak to me and just be like, yes, I belong with you and so that's what I was really going for in this situation. When I realized that I needed to go back to that furniture store and ask more questions, here's why. I typically, I have never before purchased a piece of furniture that was custom tailored to me. I just go into a store. The reason I love Ashley is because they have tried and true products that uh, they look good. And so it's just like click, click, boom, this is what I'm getting. Well, at the other furniture store, you actually have the opportunity to choose, which is super overwhelming. You walk into these types of stores and you can choose how your cushions are sewn or or made. You can choose the fabrics that are going to go on your furniture. You can choose the type of if you want uh, legs or if you want skirting, you can choose these things. And um, that to me was like it just felt like someone had just asked me to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and I 'm like sitting at the bottom of the mountain and i 'm looking up and they're like, "Go to the top and then I just want you to go back down the other side and i'm like, oh my gosh i i don't even i don't even know if I can make it like a quarter up this mountain. This is very overwhelming for me. So when someone comes out and they're holding like two heaping pallets of fabrics, um, it like my brain just like does this thing where it shuts down and it's like system overload. And, and so that's like another thing that's driving that fear compass. The fear compass is I'm going to make the wrong choice because I'm presented with so many choices and I don't know if I trust my judgment. All I had to go on was the trust that I had something in my mind that I wanted as a desired outcome. I am so grateful uh, to the individuals at the store because they were very patient with me and they explained the process. So I went back in there. A day or two later, and I said to the sales representative, you know, I I don't think I asked you enough questions. I think I got very overwhelmed with my kids because the kids had to come with us and my husband's there. So Jeff and I are trying to have an adult conversation with toddlers in the midst, and yeah, if you're a parent, you get it. Like that's not happening. So I went in there by myself and I said, Okay, here are some things I need to know. If I got this other couch. If I got the, the sibling, the younger sibling to what I was actually wanting, do I get to choose the type of edging that's on the back cushions? Yes. Yes, you do. Do I get to choose the, the type of detail that I, I want to be sewn into the furniture itself? Yes, you do. So there were so many things I didn't know I had the opportunity to choose for myself. And then I didn't know that I was allowed to have time to see what I'm working on. So it felt like I needed to make an instantaneous decision about what fabric choices that I wanted, when in reality, I could sit there. If I needed to sit there in that store for five hours and determine what fabric choices were going to be best for me, that was completely allowable in this process. When I realized that I had the compass of trust, I could trust my judgment and know what I wanted. And I had the autonomy to choose what I wanted. Like Jeff gave me free rant. like, this is the room you want to do something with? Like, yes, please consider me like don't get something absolutely hideous. But this is your space, go for it. And so I was empowered to be autonomous in that. And yet I didn't fully embrace that autonomy until I realized, oh, I, I can embrace the autonomy. And so I sat there picking out these fabrics. I had in my mind this beautiful white couch and I went through these fabrics. I saw an image online of one of Paula Dean's furniture that just spoke to me. It was so gorgeous. And as I was flipping through the fabric, I didn't think I was going to find the exact colors of what it was that I saw online. But then I flipped through piece by piece fabric and there it was the color of the couch that I saw online. So it was a little bit different from even the initial uh, sectional that I had chosen But I saw what I saw online, saw the fabric, and I was like, oh, oh, yes. That is speaking to me. And then I asked another question. I said, can I get the detail, like the the seam work, in another color? And that seam work is actually called welting. I learned that in my process of doing something brave and new. Yes, you can. Like, it's going to be a little upcharge. I think they charge you, like, 100 bucks or something. And when you're paying for a custom couch, like, mountains and molehills $100 is nothing so I went for it and I initially chose a color of welting to go with this and as I went home I had chosen I got to choose like what I wanted my accent pillows to be and as I went home I had this like extreme like self-doubt come over me it was like oh no I'm making the wrong choice uh, so I went home, and then I called the sales rep, and I'm like, listen, I, I can I come back in there? I don't know that I trust I made the right choice given the space that I'm decorating. Of course you can. There's still time. You're within your 24-hour window. Okay, thank heavens. So I would get the kids home from school and settled. I'd ditch Jeff and the kids, and I'd go over there. And as fate would have it, the designing coordinator for the the store was in there, and the sales representative actually brought her to me. She was so helpful because she was able to see what the sales rep and I weren't able to see. And and, like I came to her with, I'm I'm afraid that this is going to limit me. And she was able to say, yes, it is. And furthermore, don't just choose another fabric for your welting. Get a fabric that's in the same family because that's going to make a difference as well. Her guidance, she wasn't going to give up on me. Like this lady, her name's Teresa. Teresa. She was with me in the whole process, and she even took me to even more fabric options uh, because she was not gonna just let me settle on something that I thought could be an okay match for welting for contrast welting. Uh, she wanted me to get the right fit that made sense for the furniture I was buying and the piece that I was I was aiming for. And I think that that journey. I still haven't actually gotten my couch yet, and. You know, I had to let it go because I was sitting with it for a while. Like, oh, I must know. Like, did I make the right choices or did I not? It, and at the end of the day, I realized like I can't keep wasting my days waiting in in agony for the couch to begin being produced and um, when it'll arrive at my house or anything like that. That being said, I'm I'm in wait right now. But what I learned from that was sometimes when we pick up our trust compass. And lean into that rather than remaining shut down because we don't know what the outcome is. Sometimes that is the exact bravery that we have to be willing to engage in in order to shift going from a fear compass that tends to keep us operating in a scope of control and predictability into the joys that can come from what we don't know but we have little glimpses of self-trust that we can use to help us plant confidence in ourselves that that things are good and okay. I'll keep you all posted on what the outcome of this is with the sectional. But it was a beautiful journey in a relatively safe place uh, as far as life is concerned. And so I think I felt compelled to share the story with you all just to remind you, Like I think sometimes we think our most profound lessons in life come from the extreme situations. And every now and again, like we get whispers of our identity in the most simplistic of ways. At the end of the day, like a sectional that I picked out or designed isn't going to make or break anything um, significant in my my journey. Uh, But it might be a small seed that got planted into my journey, that if I'm willing to listen and let it speak to me, I can learn more about my own self identity. I want for you to understand like you don't have to have the big pivotal moments going on in your life, in order for you to nurture and grow parts of yourself that you want to, to be enhanced. So if if you are that person and you realize that, oh, you know, I, I operate more dominantly out of my fear compass than I do my trust compass, um, don't go seeking out the most extreme of circumstances to try and shift this part of who you are. Instead, look for seemingly simplistic, mundane, maybe even irrelevant circumstances in your life that really have great opportunity to speak into your personal growth anyway, that, that's where we're going with today. Um, sometimes I just like to plant little tangible seeds for you uh, to see how these things play out in real time. And uh, hopefully that shows you when we operate, when we explore this through stories, individual stories, my hope is that you can see there's no singular event that that is the hinge pin of your identity, but instead there, there's all of these cumulative micro moments that impact, have the opportunity to impact who you are if you are one of those people who strongly desires to walk in wisdom and self-awareness, um, which those things always foster growth, growth of the self and growth as the self within tribes or communities, Hopefully these little blips have been helpful at our next session. We'll dive in and we'll start unpacking more parts of that curious bind of what it means to be an individual who's working on the individual parts and also trying to make that function well within our relational world. Uh, Have a great week, everybody, and I'll see you again or speak to you again next week. As always, If you have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, Just visit thebindpodcast.com. Hopefully, if you have something that's pressing on your mind, you can ask it and maybe we can unpack it. Be well.